This is Faith Fulcrum, a podcast for anyone trying to balance faith and tradition with contemporary challenges. I'm Scott Simpson. And I'm Mark Baldridge, and our conversation grows from a lifetime friendship born within a Bible-centered community of believers. We don't always agree. So you don't have to either. Weigh what we have to say in the scales of your own faith and see. This is episode four, Bang Bang, Lie Down, You're Dead, a Lullaby. Scott, today I only have one verse I want to look at, but I think it supports my entire argument. All right. We're putting a lot of weight on one verse. Matthew 10, 34. Are you familiar? Yes. I'm certain I am. Yes, of course you are. I'll know for sure as it starts. Yeah. We've both read the good book. Oh, yeah. Do not suppose that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. Mm. I'm going to take that verse to affirm that Jesus approves of automatic weapons. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And the reason I'm going to say that is because he also famously said, if somebody slaps you on the cheek, stab him in the guts. <laughs> right? You're, That's a very you're, you're, famous... You're adding things, Mark. And not only that, but the sword would have been the state-of-the-art weapon in his time. So I'm going to extend that just a little bit and say that Jesus prefers the AK platform. <laughs> With the, the, the Damascus steel right. platform. If Jesus had just said this one verse, that would be not enough to support my well, argument. But but I have others, right? He well, famously said, suffer the little children to come here unto me because I want to shoot them in the head. Yeah. <laughs> well. So let me tell you a little story. Please. This happened to me mm-hmm. just in the last couple of months. I was in a room full of educators, and we were engaged in trying to get younger learners in scientific research on subjects of their choice. Mm-hmm. One of the teachers brought up that some students had approached them with the notion of researching how children could be safe from firearms. And the discussion opened up and people really felt moved by that, that children didn't feel safe from firearms. And how could we help them feel safe? And I I said, isn't it true that the number one killer of children from 1 to 19 is firearms? Mm -hmm. And nobody seemed to know if that was true. So after that meeting, I did a little research, and it turns out that it's been since 2020. So for the last two years of all of our lives, including the lives of these educators and including the lives of these young people, for whom two years is a much larger percentage of their life. Mm -hmm. So when you have fifth grade, this has been true for them since they were in third grade, that the thing most likely to kill them is firearms. Mm Mm-hmm. It beat out traffic accidents and, uh, yeah. and, and car accidents. We have had yep. a rash of handgun killings in schools. Mm-hmm. And we've had that rash now. If I had that rash for as long as we've had that rash, I would have seen a doctor by now. <laughs> because that rash has been going on since, I'm going to say, Columbine. Yeah, I think that's the big, I think that's probably the the first one that in most everyone's memory that that really was so shocking because it it did seem surprisingly new. It's sad to say that that all the things that have happened since then, as horrific as they have been, they have not felt new. They have not felt surprising, as surprising as all of them should be. They haven't seemed surprising. In fact, when the next school shooting occurs, and there is no sense in which you can say that I am being defeatist by suggesting that there will be another one and soon. But when it does occur, social media will erupt with a sarcastic reference to thoughts and prayers. Yeah. Because we've we've just decided that that is all that anyone is willing to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What we have is a problem 
with guns. Yes, I think the reason we can't address this the way we did with car fatalities is because the gun holds a special place in our culture. And so there is this fear that if we outlaw guns, only outlaws will have guns. The The, the best way to defeat a bad guy with a gun is to have more good guys with guns. And there's this sense that if I am stripped of my guns, then I'm, I'm somehow not able to fulfill my duty as one of the good guys. And that is part of the problem. We can't seem to move forward with making decisions based on data uh, to change things so that yeah. we can impact these numbers. Well, some of the data is pretty damning for the argument that we are afraid of losing our guns. For instance, in August 2019, a Fox News poll found that 90% of respondents favored universal background checks. 81% supported taking guns from at-risk individuals, and 67% favored banning assault weapons. Mm -hmm. This is August 14th, 2019, and this is Fox News poll. So the, the people of America have spoken over and over again that they are ready to do something about gun control. Mm -hmm. The problem is not that people are afraid. The problem is that some people are afraid, and those people seem to weigh more than the rest of us. They weigh more because they have a lot of guns. I, I think that that's a big... That may be true. I, I, no, that I've may seen, be I, true. I, it's funny. You think we're afraid to take away guns from all the people who have so many guns because they maybe they might be unstable lunatics. How, I wanna, how much... I, I want to address your the good guy yeah. with the gun story. What yeah. you're suggesting is that there are good guys that are armed at every moment of the day and there are lunatics that also are armed and the good guys with guns can get rid of the bad guys with guns. But it seems to me more likely, and this just seems statistically more likely that the person who's going to shoot the madman in the street, Mm -hmm. the killer with a gun, is also possibly a lunatic. Mm -hmm. There's somebody who walks around with a gun every minute of the day in case they have to kill someone. And once in a while, that occurs. It's good guys with guns and bad guys with guns. But on both sides of the equation, we're mostly talking about lunatics with guns. Well, and and Mark, the the other issue is this. January 6th happened, an insurrection. Some people say there were no guns there. There were guns there. But that sort of activity causes a lot of folks to say, if we do X, we risk having another January 6th because there is this terrorist sort of threat. It's been demonstrated that these guys, they're going to mobilize, they're going to show up. And so what happens then, we lay low, we say, well, we can't go too far with this gun control stuff because we're going to have another one of those. And I feel like we're held hostage by folks who have storehouses of guns and they're ready to use them. I don't care about guns in general. And for a long time, Scott, I got to admit, I didn't care about school shootings. I mean, I did, obviously. Who can't? Mm -hmm. But I could not get myself worked up about them. And I'll tell you why. It was Columbine. Mm -hmm. When when nothing happened after Columbine, when, when all that happened after Columbine was thoughts and prayers, I realized at that moment that shooting each other was the American sport. It had surplanted baseball. It was as American as apple pie. We were never going to change it. And so I gave up. I said to myself, you can fight school shootings and mass shootings and road rage shootings, or you can accept the fact that America likes it that way because we 
continue to refuse to do anything about it. Mm -hmm. If America wanted to do something about this situation, we already would have. The fact that we don't means that we prefer a few dozen or hundred or thousand deaths by gun to any alternative. It wasn't until just the last couple of years, and Uvalde had a moment for me because I'm from Texas and I, I know those people. I know those schools. I know those policemen. I know those parents. Mm -hmm. And I felt called to break out of that antipathy, that apathy that says America prefers that the number one killer of children should be guns. Because if they didn't prefer that, America has the power to make that not be so. Mm -hmm. And and, uh, statistics like Fox News's own poll tell me that I'm not alone. There are others like me, and we are the majority, Mm -hmm. 60 7% of Fox News respondents, registered voters. They could go out tomorrow and change it. Maybe somebody listening to this podcast would like to vote against assault weapons and vote to take away guns from people at risk and vote to have background, universal background checks for all gun purchases everywhere in the country. But they're afraid to say it out loud Mm -hmm. because maybe somebody near them is not a lunatic with 97 guns and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of bullets, but somebody who believes in gun ownership and believes that assault weapons are a price we pay for freedom and that the deaths of children somehow have to be in order for us to remain free. Now, If that's the case, then I'm going to speak to that person and say, join us, 67% of us. That's more than half, as I understand the statistics. As I understand the numbers, 67% is more than half. We can have it our way if we want. Let me me suggest something that I'm I'm wondering about. Propose something, maybe. If I'm fearful, and maybe I'm not really comfortable with trusting my government, trusting the police or or the border patrol to keep whatever it is I'm afraid of away from me. There's a big reliance on homebrewed militia, you know, the guys down the street. They're a rough bunch, but man in a pinch, that's who you want behind you. And it feels like maybe there's a sense that we romanticize that and then we lean upon it in these moments of fear. We've been reluctant to say we shouldn't have assault weapons, we shouldn't have fully automatic weapons because somehow we're afraid that one of the groups that is going to come through for me in a pinch, they they may need yeah, that. Yeah, well, that, I think definitely we should have hand grenades as well, bazookas. <laughs> I won't feel that's... happy until I have the atomic bomb. You know, that's a... That's this a, is the that's problem. Ridiculous. It's an argument ad absurdum. But the ad absurdum part begins with assault weapons. The absurdum me. part begins with trying to interpret the Constitution in ways that I just think are a stretch beyond belief. I want to talk about that next. Good. You mean next no, in this, this episode, episode or in the next right, episode? Right now. Let's talk okay. about it right now. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's yes, jump into the it. the Constitution. Our freedoms as Americans, our freedom of speech, our freedom to bear arms, our freedom of assembly... A franchise, Mm -hmm. the vote. These freedoms are given to us by the Constitution and by human law, not by God. Jesus never mentioned any of those things. Right, right. I'm for all of them. I'm for the right to bear arms. I'm for every one of those things. However, that's not scripture. It's just people. And we can argue with that. The Constitution gives us the right to bear arms. It was written at a time when muzzle loaders were the state of the art. A friend of mine who is Mm -hmm. a, a sharpshooter, he says, we all should have the right to bear muzzle loaders. And it takes 
three minutes to pack the powder and you got to keep that yeah. powder dry and you can fire it once. And I don't yeah. know that you'd have a lot of school shootings with muzzle loaders. You've got plenty of time to actually just walk up no. casually to the guy and hit him with a folding chair. This is human law. And we can argue about it and change Mm -hmm. it and decide for ourselves what we want. We can vote on it because it's not scripture. Yep, yep. I I would agree. And and so my question is, I I still don't know that we've gotten at it. We've we've poked at it. What is it? Uh, I think fear is what um, makes me want to close my doors. It's what makes me want to become exclusive. It's what makes me uh, irrational about other human beings. And if you want to not be fearful, if you want to not be scared of your own shadow, if you want children to not be scared about being shot, I think the thing that's going to solve that is love, which is about me thinking and acting for the betterment of somebody else. If you want more content like this, we're building a website at faithfulcrum.com. Or if you want to get in touch, email us at faithfulcrum at gmail.com. Well, Mark, you got any ideas for a hymn this time? Yeah, I think my hymn is going to be called, Gladly the Cross-Eyed Bear is Armed and Dangerous. The cross-eyed bear is armed and dangerous He's not shooting his mouth off Not this time, it's not just for fun He's armed to the teeth Cause it's his belief That a bad guy with a gun Gonna try to make his colors run Gladly the cross-eyed bear is armed and dangerous Cause someone misread the second commandment And thought that it said That every American has the right to arm bears Gonna be a good bear Gladly the cross-eyed bear is armed and dangerous He's standing his ground, he never has to run But who pays the price for this armed paradise? It's the children Sing bang, bang, lie down, you're dead. Everybody sing bang, bang, lie down, you're dead. The children sing, children sing. 